Hello, 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 it's Dr. G, and I am super excited about this particular episode because it is our 250th episode, and I am super grateful for all of your support, for you listening, for you tuning in every single Sunday, and just amazing goodness that the podcast has allowed for us to share with each other. And uh, here I am at home. Um, we are actually preparing for a storm that's coming. We have a typhoon coming and we're preparing for that. And as we prepare, I'm still super, super encouraged about the fact that the podcast is having this amazing milestone. And I thank you so much for making it a complete success. Enjoy the episode. Especially like when I am in Cape Town and I'm hanging with some of my buddies down there, or like I'd be in, uh, I'd be in Stellenbosch, which is like kind of a college town and I'd mm -hmm. be meeting some people. And when they heard that I'm from the U S which they figured out pretty quickly because of my accent, um, right. but they, they immediately are like, Oh my God, have you been to New York? Like, like they just put it on such a pedestal because of mm -hmm. the currency difference and, um, how the currency is quite weak down there compared to the U S. So, mm -hmm when they're talking to me, they're kind of looking at the U S as like, they're dreaming of going there. And then that's just where I'm from. So I take it for granted and that's something they're dreaming of. So mm -hmm. it just kind of, it shifted my perspective a lot. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. Here. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G. And we are back with another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. Today we have Logan Lessar. Logan, you gotta tell us about who you are and what you're up to. <laughs> well, first off, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to being on the show. And yeah, no, I, uh, first off I'm 19, so I'm a young gun, still got a lot, a lot to learn, long way to go. But up until this point, I'm a national motocross champion. I've won upwards of about like 15 state championships here in Colorado and then national championship, as well as place top fives and top tens at some of the biggest, uh, amateur motocross national races in the country. And then aside from that, I started my first business at 15 traveled to South Africa on my own at 17 to work with my business partner who lived there. And now I live in Cape Town, South Africa, part-time throughout the year. And then whenever I'm home, I'm with the family, riding my dirt bike, and then doing some races here and there, which I'm going to do my first race uh, in like a few weeks. And it'll be my first race for like, it's been like a year, over a year since I've raced last. So that should oh, wow. be interesting. But uh, yeah, no, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Hopefully you've been training though, right? You've been training. For oh this? yeah. I literally okay. rode today and uh, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really, really good. And that's why I like mindset so much is because 
I I've been very focused on my business stuff for I basically decided this year I was going to focus 100% on business, not do any racing. And last year I was still like full blown into racing. But since I kind of figured out my mental side and the mindset side of it, I still am able to just like show up as if I never left. And I go months at a time without uh, riding at all because I'll be in like Cape Town or something working. Right. And then I'll come back and it'll be like I never left because I just have that like I've figured out how to kind of flip that switch so that I'm back in the zone and back on it um, every time I ride. So no, I'm feeling good. Oh, that's great. That's great. And so you have to tell us, how did you get into motocross? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So I technically, I think I started riding at like the age of like two or something, but I technically started riding before I was even born because my mom literally did a national race while pregnant with me. So okay, I think so it was like really blood. early it's on. It's in the blood. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, my whole family, my whole family is uh racers, so it's okay. it's in my blood for sure. But no, I just I started they were still racing in the midst of racing when I was born and then okay. I basically just got into it and started riding um as we were at the track and stuff and then I think I did my first actual race when I was like 8 and then we okay. just kind of kept going, kept going, kept going and went full bore into it. Okay. So did you like, um, were you like, were you homeschooled or did you have to, did it, did you actually attend school? Like, how did that work? Cause I mean, it sounds like you went professional yeah. pretty early. Yeah. So I technically never went like full professional. It just, uh, like the amateur national ranks is where okay. we went, which to be honest, uh, I really do miss the racing. So I think I might get my pro license and actually go race some pro nationals here soon, but we'll okay. see about that. Um, but no, so it's kind of funny. I was homeschooled for the last two and a half or so years of high school, but that wasn't, it was because of motocross, but it actually was a a big part of it was COVID because I was, um, I just went through school normally and then I would race and like my dad would pick me up early from school, like a few hours early every now and then, so I could go practice and stuff. But in my, like midway through my sophomore year is when um c19 happened and all that went right. crazy and then schools kind of like went online anyway but they didn't really know what they were doing so which fair enough i mean they had to like pivot and everything pretty fast but then my family kind of decided like hey this is a good opportunity we've been thinking about homeschooling for a long time why don't we jump in and do it and we can go live at training facilities and mm-hmm. uh yeah that was I'm, I'm very glad that we did that but no i was homeschooled the last two and a half years okay awesome awesome and then how did you, what is your business and how did you get involved in that? Yeah. So my kind of main business is I run a marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. And I kind of just got into that because when I was 15, I discovered the the model of drop shipping, which that just mm-hmm. kind of hit me. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. So I tried it. It did not go well. I, I never got that to really take off. But okay. that introduced me to just entrepreneurship and online business in general. Mm-hmm. And then my future business partner, him and I were buddies and he mentored me for a while. He introduced me to the idea of running an agency. So I kind of jumped into that. And then long story short, him and I ended up working together on the same agency, partnered up. And then that's kind of what I've been doing for the last like three or so years. And then more recently, I've been kind of focusing on building my my personal brand and and social media following and everything and kind of getting into the online coaching space because I've really found a love for that. So how did you end up with a buddy in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, so... 
I literally, when I discovered like e-commerce and dropshipping way back when I searched it up on YouTube and then mm -hmm. I don't know how, but his channel is what came up and his videos came up. And I remember specifically, he had a, a full like playlist of videos and it was almost like a mini course. And it was like video one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like all the way through 10. And I just binge watched them and I thought they were really good. And then in those videos, he mentioned like, hey, if you got a question, send me a message on Instagram and I'll get back to you. And then I ended up having a question. So I went to Instagram, found him, sent him a message and he kind of helped me out a little bit. And then literally him and I just kind of kept talking. He offered to mentor me. And then after a while, because I ended up working with a different mentor who was within the US because uh, my parents actually, I, I mentioned the idea and they were like, where is this guy from? And I'm like, well, right. he's in South Africa. <laughs> So they're like, yeah, I know no, we don't know that guy I and mean, he's kind of far yeah. away. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I was paying for it. Like it wasn't my parents' money or anything. Like no, I paid for it. No, but it's the fact that my kid but... is going uh, so far away and I don't know where he's going, who he's going to. I think it's more that. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically at that point, I wasn't uh, going to him. It was just going to be digital. So oh, okay. that wasn't going to be an issue. It was more like there's so many scams out there. So I think that's what they were worried about is it's like this dude in South Africa scamming you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, no, but I ended up working with a different mentor and that actually didn't end up going super well. I learned a lot from them, but long story short, I'm pretty sure what they were doing actually was like a pyramid scheme. So I got out of that pretty fast, just like the way they were building their coaching and stuff, like coaching people awesome. like me. Luckily I got in early. So I think they like, they taught me everything that they knew because they had to, because I think their goal was to like turn me into a coach and I'd bring more people on and it would just be a pyramid. So once I kind of figured that out, then I was like, yeah, I'm out of this. But luckily I did learn a lot. And then I ended up going back to um, him in South Africa, like, and started messaging him again and then decided to work with him. And then we just became close. He was a thousand times better than the previous mentor. And I actually discovered like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. So I worked with him for a while and then uh, we ended up doing the agency together. Fantastic. Hmm. For 19 years, Logan, you have quite a, quite a experience <laughs> level there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like to do a lot of different things and just take big risks and stuff. Oh, why not? So. That's good. And so speaking of risks, did you have any fear with any of those? Did you have fear with, you know, making a decision to go back and racing? Did you have fear with starting your agency? Was there any fear involved in any of these? I never had any fear starting those businesses. Like I kind of just was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. Like, I'm just going to try this. And I just started learning about it and then just implementing stuff. And I never really like feared it not working or failing, but at the same time, there wasn't like a massive investment that I had to make in it in terms of like, I didn't have to like buy a, a building or like office space or all these other things like it was basically free to get started almost so it was kind of just like I'm gonna try this and see if I can make it work um, and I just went through that I never really had any fears with that but the toughest thing that I had to deal with was when I decided that I was gonna um, kind of shift away from racing and go more all in on the business side because racing had been like my whole life and that's kind of what I had always been known for I had always been the top guy in Colorado. And like one of the things that I really feared was losing that 
losing that um perspective on me i guess and like i feared that i'd leave being on top and then i'd come back and all of a sudden everybody else who kept training they're like way ahead of me which mm, funny enough okay. even writing today there was some people there who i race against and um i was actually like go i was going faster than they were and i, I never ride i never train and i honestly think it's 100 percent just mentality because i can just mm. show up and get in the zone whenever I need to. And I know how to ride. Like I have this guy I've trained with like, I've trained almost at every facility in the country. So, so yeah, I don't have any uh, doubts with that, but, but no, I, I didn't really have any fear with it, but the toughest part was making that shift. Cause I was leaving kind of like the, the, my main thing behind in right. order to go into the business stuff. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And then um, when did you make the decision that you're going to spend part of time abroad? Like, what about yeah, that? So I... I went to South Africa in for the first time in 2021 and mm. I broke my collarbone at the end in like September of 2021. And that's kind of what led to it is because since I was full born racing, which it's a year long thing, like there really isn't much time off. So him, uh, my business partner and I had been talking about me going down there and us working together and actually meeting in person for the first time. And I was all for it. I was like, that'd be amazing, which to be honest, in my head, I was like, no, that'd be cool. But it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, that, that's never going to happen. Most likely, like it'd be cool, mm -hmm. but whatever. So I kind of just pushed it aside. But as soon as I broke my collarbone, my year of racing was over. And I immediately okay. was like, this is this is like a good opportunity for me to go down there. I can't do anything mm -hmm. else. I might as well take advantage of this. And it took a lot of convincing with, on, uh, with my parents because I was only 17. I can't imagine. Yeah. yeah, And, and it goes back to that convincing. same thing I was saying before as a mom, this oh, is what yeah. I was thinking, like, wait, no, <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> yeah. No, every single person that my parents talked to specifically my mom thought like it was a horrible idea and so dangerous and I should not go down there. Absolutely not. But luckily I ended up convincing them and they talked to a yeah. few people who were like, that'll be such an amazing experience for them. But no, I ended up going down there. Absolutely loved it. It was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. And then from there, awesome. I was like, I want to keep doing this. And I went to Johannesburg the first time, which mm -hmm. is not like the nicest place. No, uh, it's not. I was in, I was in <laughs> Rosebank though. So like Rosebank was really nice. Like I, I liked that a lot. So I was in the nicer area, but then my business partner moved to Cape Town 
and like recently after I left. Okay. And then basically the beginning of 2022, I decided, you know, I want to go back down there. And while I was in Johannesburg, him and I had talked about, he told me about Cape Town and he told me Cape Town's so amazing. Like him and I even debated on like flying down there for a weekend or something, oh, so kind of but we just it. never did. And okay. then once he moved there, I was like, oh, I need, I need to go down there. So that's when I went down there. And then I just absolutely fell in love with that place. So now I go down there and I'll stay there at like for three months at a time and just work and okay. enjoy it. Nice, 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 nice. Oh, that's good. You know, that's, it's, it's always good to have these kinds of experiences when you're young. Yeah. <laughs> Before you have all of the anchors, you know, placed on you for whatever reason, you know, I don't know, relationships, things like that. So how yeah, exactly. um so how is your family feeling about your your lifestyle now with you being spending some of the time uh so far away and then some of the time home? How's that how's that going? They're definitely happy when I'm home, which I'm home now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they definitely like having me home, but but uh no, it's definitely tough for them, like for me to be away and that far away for so long. But I did, I have had my mom, she came out and visited me and stayed out there for like a week or so. Uh, okay, good. Not the good. last time I was there, but the time before that. So that yeah. was an amazing experience. It was really cool to show around and everything. And she yeah, fell in love yeah. with Cape Town. And then the last time I went, my grandma and my uh, cousin came down and visited okay. as well. So I'm kind of getting the family good. slowly coming yeah, down Yeah, get there, them like, uh, get them visiting. coming out there. So, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, if you guys miss me that much, then you can come down here and visit. So, um, so no, that's been cool. But no, it's definitely been tricky for them, you know, because uh, yeah. it is a long way away and it's a long t- period of time. Yeah. But I mean, I've also explained to them, I'm like, hey, if I went to college, it'd be no different. You know, like I would only see you guys on Christmas break vacations. and spring break yeah. and whatever. Like it, it'd be no different, really. But instead, I'm just a little farther. <laughs> yeah, I think and, uh, I, I don't. Th- I think it, that's the piece, right? Because, you know, not to say that anything's going to happen, but you know, parents always think like, if oh, something yeah. happens to my kid, I need to be able to get there quickly. And obviously, it takes 24 hours to get there. It's not like it's, you know, a two-hour or three-hour yeah. flight. So that's the. I think that's the thing that kind of you know kind of causes some pause. But I mean, it's it's a fantastic experience yeah. for you i mean it's amazing growth for you and you know not very many young people get a chance to see other parts of the world and 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 that's that's it's a that's a unique experience that will be with you for the rest of your life and so it's good oh, yeah. it's all good yeah so that's yeah, good exactly. that they got a chance to visit you though it's good <laughs> yeah no it was a blast for sure it was really cool to have them down there and it probably doesn't help like ease their conscience that when I'm down there I own a street bike and that's how I commute everywhere so (laughs) they're my dad's like sweet get a bigger one whereas my mom's like you better wear a helmet please god like be careful so but no that 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 thing's a blast um but I'm sure it doesn't help (laughs) yeah yeah fair Okay. And then what are some of the things that you've learned about yourself since you've been on these, these ventures, since you've traveled outside the country? I learned a lot about myself when I traveled there. Like it just, first of all, it opened my eyes to a lot of things that I had never seen before. Like people like you hear and see on the news and all this stuff. And you hear about people who are less fortunate than you. And like you, you care and stuff. Whereas I saw it in person. I saw some crazy things. And I was just like, wow, like it just showed me how much I have and how grateful I should be every day, especially 
as sim- especially like when I am in Cape Town and I'm hanging with some of my buddies down there, or like I'd be in, uh, I'd be in Stellenbosch, which is like kind of a college town and I'd mm-hmm. be meeting some people. And when they heard that I'm from the U S which they figured out pretty quickly because of my accent. Um, right. but they, they immediately are like, Oh my God, have you been to New York? Like, like they just put it on such a pedestal because of mm-hmm. the currency difference and, um, how the currency is quite weak down there compared to the U S. So, mm-hmm when they're talking to me, they're kind of looking at the U S as like, they're dreaming of going there. And then that's just where I'm from. So I take it for granted and that's something they're dreaming of. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of, it shifted my perspective a lot. So that was one thing. But aside from that, I just learned a lot about myself in terms of, I really love to travel. Uh, One thing that I didn't know is I love views, which that sounds kind of ridiculous because I think most people like views, like having a good view from your apartment or whatever. Yeah. But when I was down there, I I stayed in a lot of different Airbnbs. Like literally mm-hmm. the first time I went to Cape Town within the fir- within the three months I was there, I stayed in about 15 different places. It was ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, was I, it I like was like a different place around. each night. I mean, I was bouncing like around a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah, it was like a new place every week. And then I'd go away somewhere and check it out for a weekend. It was insane. Okay, okay. I, I had a lot of experiences where I had no view and then I had experiences where I had a great view and I realized, okay, I have to have a good view like that. I, I love that. So that was something big, but no, I, it was definitely, uh, it opened my eyes to a lot of just things I didn't know about and showed me what's possible in terms of like, wow, if you can really build something in terms of a business or just a way that you, a, a lifestyle where you can travel and see the world, like it's amazing. So it kind of put, it was a new motivator, I guess you could say. Okay. All right. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I, um, I am a firm believer in that seeing the world because it definitely changes how you think and who you are. And so I'm just very happy that you had the opportunity at such a young age to have that exposure, um, because it makes a difference in who you become. So fantastic. So tell me, um, what are the next steps for your business? You mentioned that you're going to be getting into coaching. So tell us about that. Yeah, no, I, uh, right now I'm kind of focusing on building my personal brand and everything. And, um, specifically like where I've had the most growth in my life and success is racing and motocross. Like at my stage, I would never teach business or anything. Like I, I wouldn't even touch that because I don't have the experience, um, with that yet or the credibility however I've raced at a very very high level and gone and I mean I've raced for over 10 years practically um, and done really really well with racing and the biggest thing that I had to overcome was the mindset side of it which an Olympic swimmer said and I completely agree which is when you get to a certain level everybody's good everybody's talented everybody has the skills they're all being trained by the best of the best and they're training all the time the difference or the x factor when you show up is how you show up mentally like it's 20 percent what you actually know because everybody knows how to do it it's 80 percent how you show up mentally and i was able to figure that out and now every single time i race or even ride like today i'm able to show up on the top of my game regardless and i think that is just a game absolute game changer i know it was for me and uh so yeah that's kind of what i mainly push on my social media is kind of how to do that and then also just the mindset and mentality shifts that I've had and what I've learned just over the years, even just in business and life in general, because there was definitely a lot 
that I've had to go through even on the mindset side with business and traveling on my own to South Africa and, and all this stuff. So no, I'm just building the personal brand and looking to work with people who need the help with something that I think I can help them with. All right. That's awesome. So now you got to tell them how they can reach you, reach out to you on socials. Yeah. They could just go to my Instagram, which is just Logan underscore lesser. And I'm just posting. And you want to spell, spell and... lesser so that they are aware of their yeah. spelling. Logan underscore lesser L E S S A R. Um, but yeah, they could just go check me out there and I'm posting every day, kind of posting my, uh, daily routine on my story and everything, kind of what I'm up to, but trying to provide as much value as I can. And then if they wanted to reach out, they could reach out to me and just message me and get my help. Awesome. 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 All right, Logan, are you ready for our tradition on the show? That's the fill in the blanks. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. Be able to accomplish anything. Okay. All right. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means. Not allowing fear to get in the way of doing the things you know you want to do, even though you're scared of doing them. Sweet. And then the last one is, my battle cry is. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my battle cry, my battle cry is probably is uh, the quote that I came up with, which is a mouthful, but it's the daily pursuit of becoming undeniable in every realm of human endeavor. Sweet, 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 sweet. That's my battle cry. Scream That's good stuff. The, That's good stuff. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, that 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 is always um, that is like uh, one of the most like subjective things, right? Because some people will be like, my battle cry is a sound. My battle cry is a word. And some people have a bar- battle cries that are paragraphs. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's your battle cry. So love it. Now, you know, um, just let us know once again, Logan, h- how to reach you on socials. Yeah, just go check out my Instagram, Logan underscore lesser, L-E-S-S-A-R. And yeah, check me out there. Awesome. Awesome. Very nice talking with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us here at a tribe. And we're looking forward to seeing all the great things you're going to be doing. Thanks, Charmaine. It was good talking to you. Thanks for being, thanks for having me on. Same.